Hey guys, uh, this is Evan here. And this is DJ. And uh, coming at you with the first edition of the Christomathic podcast. For those of you who don't know what that word means, uh, fear not, I, had, I just looked it up yesterday. Um, but it means belonging to or devoted to useful knowledge or learning. And that's kind of what this podcast is about going and finding things that maybe aren't uh, in the, that are off the beaten path, but also just as useful and important. Yeah. And I, the biggest goal is really fostering and kind of showing like the value of just co open conversation with these type of things and just exploring all of the different subjects. Yeah. So right now it's the, the middle of the, coronavirus closure and all that stuff so i don't really have the opportunity to go and chat with people like i normally would so this is kind of a a way to get around that so mostly this is just for us right now i guess but hopefully we can get some somebody else can get some benefit from it as well by listening yeah um, definitely yeah so um, we, a lot of people go through their lives and they're just, uh, well, I don't know if people go through their lives. I'm only 19 years old, but I noticed that a lot of the times we just kind of get stuck in a rut and we're just focused on the few things that we do and not really focused on expanding our knowledge or any, or yeah, like pursuing other knowledge uh, it seems like our, our education system is either too generalized or too specified. So this is kind of attempting to be somewhere in the middle where we were able to break out of the, the specificity of uh, like a college education and pursue other things that we're interested in, but also not just like a, a bare bones generalist understanding. Yeah, the real goal of this is just going to be both of us are pretty naturally curious people and just using this as an outlet, especially during this time of isolation, to just converse about these different topics that we've chosen. Speaking of which, our first topic for today is the recently acknowledged, I suppose you could say, because it, it's already been leaked, but the official release of some UFO videos by the Pentagon. Do you yeah. want to introduce it? Yeah, um, the Pentagon released three videos of um, uh, air, a fighter pilot that fighter pilots recorded off of, I believe it's the Pacific. Uh, these were recordings of these um, aircraft that were moving in ways that the Pentagon uh, said were outside of the current American or any known uh nation's capabilities and uh one of these videos has been leaked for a couple of years i believe but this is the, one of the first times the government has ever not only recognized that they don't know what it is but recognized that it's some type of aircraft and not like a weather phenomenon or a meteorite which is a pretty uh crazy thing to think about yeah and it's 
also kind of uh, suspicious, to say the least, that they decided to officially release these uh, during this time when all the attention is on other things, like how poorly the crisis is being managed, but that's a topic for another day. Um, but yeah, it obviously seems like they're trying to attract as little attention to this as possible. Yeah, definitely. Because if you think about if this was if this were to be released on just like a normal day during a normal time, it, it, I feel like it would be a, probably a headline story in the news. But obviously with the uh, COVID-19 outbreak, it's not the most important thing. So it'll kind of slip under the radar. Yeah. And I, there's just always been this kind of discrediting of uh, anything related to aliens. So it's like, yeah, it's almost like they all they didn't they they released it at this time not only because it would attract little like media attention, but it would also not make them look like they're a bunch of alien conspiracy people or whatever. Keep maybe it would, yeah. they're trying to preserve them their uh, reputation a little bit or something like that. Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like from their perspective, as like a official organization, that a lot of planning has to go into something like this, especially coming out and saying they don't know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, so... I don't know. It's just... On, on just a general level about aliens, it's like... I don't know... It seems very likely that there is life elsewhere. I don't know if they're intelligent to the point where they can travel between stars, but just by like a sheer numbers perspective, it's like there's no way that we're like alone here. Yeah, even like with the idea of like microbiology or plant life, I would have to assume with how vast the universe is, not only the parts of it that we can see, and we don't know how far it stretches outside of the observable universe, one would have to assume if you, just the sheer, even though how small the probability of developing life is, just constantly uh, multiplied by the sheer number of planets, I would have to assume that there's at least, there's too high of a probability that some extraterrestrial life exists to completely discredit the possibility of that. Yeah, and I mean, who's to say that where where we're looking for life is we're looking for it in all the places that are Earth-like. And that kind of makes sense because Earth is the only place where we know life exists. But, I mean, if you just look at the life on Earth, it's so diverse. Who's to say that life couldn't take an even more strange form like somewhere else in the universe. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so yeah, this is a this is a pretty big thing that they're officially acknowledging this that they don't have any idea what it is. Um but a lot of people claim that they know what it is and that it's a it's an alien that is to be decided or to be discovered but yeah it seems like uh, they in the in the clip they say that it's like just the the movement is like too erratic to be anything that we have here so 
and there's been so many stories throughout the years of like alien sightings and that kind of stuff. And I watched a documentary not too long ago about uh, alien sightings and that kind of stuff. It's called Unacknowledged. It's on Netflix, and I would highly recommend it. It's really good. Um, but yeah, it's just... I feel like it's a, I don't want to be mistrusting of the government, but it's hard when they've done so many bad things that I, I don't really want to trust them that they're, that they, I, I'm pretty sure they've been covering something up about UFOs and this kind of, uh, is the I, I imagine is kind of the start of them admitting guilt to that cover-up yeah one of the things i wonder a lot is with the idea of like secret testing sites and i know there's a a very unlike a low chance of this but almost like the idea of uh like the trinity test sites for like the nuclear bomb if this is their way, like if this is our technology, but this is a way to somehow, because obviously the devastation of like the nuclear weapons and like the kind of nuclear era we're in right now, where the possibility of, or like the weapons for like ending life on earth are currently uh, possessed by multiple nations. I wonder, sometimes I wonder if this is their attempt to almost push it towards aliens to say that mm. they might possibly, we might have this technology, but as a way to uh, stop it from getting to other nations and stop it from being used as like a war. And it's, it's strange to think cause we've never done that in the past, which is why I think it's somewhat unlikely, but yeah, I mean, so, so basically what you're saying is like, we're almost trying to show off a little bit that we have well, this technology. Say... Um, that might be part of it, but I, I, I almost wonder if this, like the idea of showing it off is just testing of this equipment. Yeah. So and like I, I, we, we call it a test, but we're actually just trying to like show not only people on this earth, but people or potential people off of this world, what capabilities we have. I wouldn't say that for me personally, I would say more so the idea of like, it wasn't meant to be seen by outside people, but I, the, either way, both kind of fit the kind of cold war type mentality that I know we still possess, at least in America of this idea of always trying to be the be biggest and best. So I've never mm -hmm. thought about it that way, but that's definitely a possibility. One of the things that was brought up in this documentary that I watched um, is that they they pointed out that the number of alien sightings or UFO sightings has increased dramatically once we uh, discovered nuclear uh, like energy and that kind of stuff. So what they're, they said in that is that uh, before we had discovered nuclear power, um, we weren't really a threat on a galactic scale or whatever. But now that we have these capabilities, all of a sudden we're a threat 
to other life forms. So now they're starting to pay more attention to us is how the theory goes. So that's why the number of sightings has increased. Maybe that's just all of a sudden we have better reporting or more more spread of information. That's very that's very likely as well, but it's interesting to think about. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah, and they guess... also they also pointed out that a lot of the UFO sightings are kind of clustered around nuclear facilities or nuclear testing sites. So it's pretty compelling, I guess. Yeah, it's definitely one of the more compelling uh, theories from that side of like the aisle. Yeah, but what the this documentary really focused on was this idea of like a false flag so there's throughout history there have been many false flags and our government has not been reluctant to use them uh i believe we used one so a false flag is where a government like attacks itself basically to get public support for a war, uh, a right. war, yeah. So like that happened in Vietnam. There was mm -hmm. a plan to do it for Cuba, so we could invade Cuba. Um, it happened in the Gulf War. So many times we've used this, and the reason why we're so uh, focused uh, to go to war is because during war, people will make sacrifices that they won't usually make. They're willing to do work they're willing to give their labor for free basically so the result is that companies make a lot of money during wars yeah yeah and if they can get public support for a war then they can make more money um so imagine if but there there's a limit to how much money they can make because public support eventually declines and you, there has to be two sides in a war. So on Earth, that limits you to just a couple countries usually. But imagine if there was some extraterrestrial threat. Everyone on Earth would unite and try to go against that extraterrestrial threat. So the theory goes that the government is hiding their the, the alien aircraft that they've and the technology that they've got and they're like hiding it and saving it up so they can like stage an attack on earth and then we'll all unite around this threat and they'll make a lot of money uh, that would that'd make a lot of sense and i feel like it could also push kind of space exploration um uh, is a kind of un somewhat underfunded uh avenue compared to like mili military and the idea we already we've introduced like the space force and it's it's pretty underfunded um but i wonder if that would almost be like an excuse to increase that funding and yeah. give us a reason to explore more yeah, yeah that is a really interesting uh argument for that i wouldn't pat put it past the government if they could do that um but i don't i don't know <laughs> if we 
Like, if if we got our hands on alien technology, I don't think that we're smart enough to, like, replicate it. Yeah, and even with the idea of different types of life, there's also different elements. We There's a possibility that we don't even have the right uh, elements on Earth to even be able to do that. Yeah. Or it, possibly even in, like, a large supply. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah, so what else are we going to talk about on this? So we talked about um, false flag. Um, I guess, what do you think about, uh, like, the secret testing sites, like Area 51, or uh, I guess there's a, probably a lot more of them that, we don't know the names of what do you what do you think is done there i i i doubt that we have alien technology um just because like we're kind of if if aliens had the the capabilities of getting to earth that means that they're probably like hundreds of thousands of years ahead of us in technology <laughs> so i i think if they were able to get to earth they'd have they'd have plenty of technology to be able to like evade us and evade capture um so i doubt that we have we're hiding any alien technology it just doesn't seem like if they're able to travel light years that they'd be able to get cat caught and shot down by our little anti-aircraft missiles or whatever yeah i've always felt pretty similarly because I, I feel like the reason there's a lot of sightings of like unidentified aircraft outside of those bases is simply because they are uh aircraft testing sites yeah so that, like when you think of like the sr-71 blackbird um that was an unidentified like aircraft until they released it after it was like out of commission like for obvious reasons, because if yeah. they re- release the schematics of it when it's uh, relevant, yeah, they're giving it to all of our uh, allies, which and our enemies. So uh, a lot of times when I think of it, I just think of those as um, pretty much what the government says they are. They're just aircraft testing sites, and yeah. for it'd be nice if they could just tell the whole American population what they're testing there. But for obvious re- reasons yeah. with media, that's just impossible to do so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, and I just, I, I don't feel like, <laughs> I don't feel like humanity is that smart. I mean, like, as far as we know, we might be the smartest, most intelligent beings in the universe. But also, as far as we know, our intelligence might be, like our intelligence compared to a snail might be like, there might be something out there that makes us look like a snail. So I don't think that we have the intelligence just to be able to like capture or even like deconstruct alien technology if it existed. Yeah. And I also, one of the things I think about that kind of pushes me away from this idea that we have a bunch of alien technology is that there's so many like crash sites 
that it's like why would i imagine like if we sent out an expedition to another planet that we found life on and that expedition crashes so then we send like 30 more and we just keep going back i feel like we would probably wait to like upgrade the technology before just sending more and more and more of it over there yeah that brings that brings up a good point this whole idea of exploring other worlds how do you feel about like going to mars and colonizing it um i i would say i'm for it from a curiosity and scientific advancement uh standpoint but i i i don't know of the economic uh factors involved like the uh, pros and cons to it i've heard this idea of like asteroid mining and how like bases are on further planets would allow us like to have a more steady supply chain. Um, but I really, I don't know how far out we are from that and what the real like implications of going to Mars are. So I'd say personally, I like the idea of it, but I don't really uh, know the economic uh, positives of doing so. I, I actually pretty strongly object to going to other planets. Like we waste, I, I it's not a complete waste. Cause I mean, there is something really cool to say yeah we went to another planet um but like what are we really getting from it we could send a a mining robot to mars or something like that and it could bring back what we wanted if we really wanted to there's not there's not a really compelling need for us to go to mars or to the moon even um, other than yeah, just I, to say that we've been there. Yeah, I would say with especially with the advancement of like artificial intelligence, we're getting to a point where there's no logical reason to go there beyond like the idea of almost like a vacation. Like yeah. we went here and we were like almost like a Cold War type. Uh, we, we did it. We like made it here. We won. But yeah, yeah from any logical standpoint, like you said, just sending a mining robot there or sending an ex like a more advanced Mars rover and sending even more advanced uh, rover type uh, machines to further planets and like asteroids. That's definitely a more logical thing to do. Yeah, it's just like we're using all this money to get up there and it's like... <sighs> We're, we almost we almost think of Mars as like a contingency plan now. It's like, oh, we don't need to worry about preserving our planet because we can just move to Mars. And it's like I, I that's like the wrong way to think about it. We need to like preserve this planet as best we can and like devote all of our money to and all of our brain power too to like try to save this planet. Yeah, def I feel like that's almost the mentality of like driving on the wrong side of the road because you have airbags. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, if this car, I'll still be like, all right, if this car gets destroyed, but it's it going to be extremely expensive and there's probably there's going to be a lot of cost to doing that. And I, I wonder a lot, we have such a small budget for ocean exploration and mm -hmm. uh, there's a large uh, portion of our resources that are underwater, like on the ocean bed. Yeah. And also with the idea of preserving ocean life, because when you think about the sheer like idea of like a food source, 
like before going to Mars, we could utilize that as a way to, and even the idea of purifying water. Like, I feel like before we do that, we have some slightly like bigger problems, like the millions of people that die from thirst or hunger that we could be putting tens and tens of millions of dollars into. Whereas like I said, I think it's cool to go to Mars. I think that's definitely like a really cool thing to do. But I feel like it's like if you can't pay your bills and you go on vacation. Yeah. It's like that's a fun thing to do, but it's just really at any level, it's not logical. Yeah, but maybe maybe it's sort of like a false flag. Not like we're like trying to get support for a war, but we're trying to get like public support for just funding the government in general. People can be like, oh, look at how look at what my money is doing. It's, it's helping us explore unexplored territory and do all these really cool things. So it'll maybe give some, give people something to unite around, I guess. Yeah. It's a lot more because I think when you think about it, like it's cool to pave roads, like we need schools, paved roads, uh, like emergency services, like a mill, we have all these things that are funded. But none of those are like we've been in like a war for quite a long time in the Middle East. And there's no real like the last like real like unifying moment was when we uh, killed Osama bin Laden. All the people gathered outside the White House and like cheered. Um, But we don't really we don't have anything like happening. Like we're 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 getting better and better. But especially now, I guess this is kind of a unifying moment. Um, But. Even a lot of some scientists are saying we might never come up with a cure for this. We'll just have a vaccine and you'll get like a yearly vaccine and we might have to do like small quarantines or just change the kind of dynamic around like, and of course that's all speculation, but yeah, yeah, definitely going to Mars could be seen as like that thing that like, Oh, we did it. That like you were saying, this is where all our money's going. We got there. We succeeded. Yeah. And, and I, I've heard that like the, the original, like the reason why getting to the moon was such an important thing is because they wanted it to be like a, a a military base. Basically they wanted to have the person who could control, get to the moon first would control it. And they'd be able to like put nukes on there and be like this interplanetary superpower. So I don't know, maybe there's, there's some other kind of reason we want to get to Mars like that. But I, I can't really see any strategic advantage of having a Mars base other than it's some place to live other than Earth. Yeah. But I I feel like we're that and I, I'm all for planning for the future, but we have like a few billion years left for our sun. And how yeah. long have we been around as like a species that have been involving like thousands of years? So if like if we're prioritizing that far ahead for uh, leaving already, and I mean that won't even stop because it's it's still heated by our sun. So I don't know if there's any like immediate problems that I'm not thinking of on Earth that are like more important than like climate change or like this long list of like uh, humanitarian type issues that are like pushing us to mars but i can't think of any reason that that would be like a main priority right now yeah the only one i could think of is like a last resort for climate change but 
if we don't solve climate change here, we're just going to wreck Mars and then move on to the next planet after that. And once yeah, we I mean, have once we have the technology to get to Mars, then we feel even less attached to our planet and more willing to destroy it. So we'd probably like how long have we been here? Like what a hundred thousand years or something like that? Probably longer, but some something in the hundreds of thousands of years. And then we'll probably get to Mars and trash it in like ten thousand years, and then we'll just be like island hopping throughout the galaxy. I think a lot of it, like, it's almost like when someone goes from having no money to having a lot of money. Yeah. Like they buy like a super nice car that's been in like a super nice house. That's been their dream for their whole life. But then that kind of novelty wears off and it's like, well, I have to buy another car and I have to buy another car. I have to buy another car. Like if you look at insanely rich people, well, there's like Bill Gates. I don't, he, he lives a very nice life, but he's not super materialistic. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's a lot of people who will have like private jets and all these things. And you start realizing that like you can't really run away from the problems you have when you're poor just because you're rich. I think of that in this. We can't really run away from the problems we're creating because we're the ones creating them. It's not like natural earth problems that are just happening. So we could just go to Mars and not have them. We're the ones creating them. Yeah. Yep. I... Yeah, so for that reason, I really don't like the idea of going to Mars. Um, yeah, I think we should figure out what we're doing here. Once we demonstrate that we can responsibly live on a planet, then I'd say go for it. If we need extra space because of overpopulation or something like that, then send some people up to Mars. But don't have it be like a segregation thing. What if what if Mars became like Australia and we sent all of our prisoners up there? It, yeah, it became. Yeah, that would be a penal like colony. A, <laughs> it became like uh, I started reading the Gulag Archipelago, talking about like the islands uh, that were used in Russia as like oh, okay. prison islands, and we if we almost turned Mars into one of those just as like a prison camp okay yeah that would be uh, i don't know not I, a good thing not a good thing no because i mean by by the time we'd be able to colonize it we'd probably have technology to be able to get there quicker but still it's like a hike to get there with any kind of technologies that we can will have in the next hundred years probably and it's like yeah so it's just asking for like neglect and abuse. Yeah. And I, I really like, I haven't heard like a, a justified reason, like you were saying for us to go there. Like we have the Rover there and I can completely understand some funding for like a more advanced uh, machine to go over there. That, that makes sense. Like we want to explore it better. I, under, I kind of understand that from like the scientific perspective, but if anything, us going there is a hindrance because if like one of us dies, that's that it's a lot easier for one of us to die. And it's a lot harder to take care of like a person than just a machine over there. Yeah. All right, guys, that's all we have for today. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Evan. I'm DJ. And uh, this has been the, Christomathic podcast.
feel free to uh, follow us on Twitter. And uh, I'm still figuring out how to use Discord. I'm hoping that Discord will be like our uh, our main hub, so to speak. That's where we're going to record our podcast from uh, for the foreseeable future because we can't uh, meet up in person. Um, so I'm hoping that like we'll be able to... Uh, you you guys can watch it live. You guys can post questions there. Uh, every so often we'll answer those questions and maybe even turn questions into a whole episode. Podcast. Yeah. So Yeah, the goal is to make it as interactive as possible. So anyone listening can also input while we're doing it and listen live. But first, we got to get people to listen to it, right? So, uh... Yeah. Yeah, if you listen to this, then uh, be sure to recommend it to people if you enjoyed it. And if you didn't, follow our Discord, and we have a feedback page. Please give us some feedback. It's greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Yeah, thank you.